Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. I'm Lita Marb. <laughs> He's um, the only one with a last name. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we're all like Cher or... Orphans. You're um, orphans. Let's talk about Bill Paxton. That's the first thing that came to my mind this I week. nothing to say about this. Uh, <laughs> I'm only like two movies he's been in. Oh, really? Yeah. I hate him in True Lies. I hate him in Titanic. Oh, this is a horrible way to start then. <laughs> I, I like him in Weird Science and Terminator, but he's a goofball in those movies. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sound not sympathetic, but yeah. I've not been, ever been a fan. I did like his last film that we showed. What was the last Mean Dreams. Mean Dreams. That was good. Yeah. And he was good in it. Yeah. yeah. And then he died. And that's one of those films where um, <laughs> <Too late. laughs> it was shot somewhere around Canada, somewhere around Ontario. A friend yeah. of mine worked on it. Oh, yeah? And so I got to be like, oh, please tell me he's cool because unlike Lee, I really like Bill Paxton. Yeah. And he said, he said uh, I'm happy to report that he's super cool. We'll talk about nerd things. Yeah, you know? he seems like a really nice guy. He seems like a really nice guy, but I've always been surrounded by people who, like, who really like Near Dark, yeah. which always escaped me. Oh, really? So I, I like Near Dark, but I don't. I saw it once. I don't. Love it. Or True Lies, and I saw True Lies in the theater. Everyone loved it. I love Aliens. And I thought he was my least you favorite thing about You don't it. like True Lies, like... I don't like True Lies, the film, but he's also, on top of that, my least oh, favorite okay. movie. And Titanic. Like, he's such a do, do you like, do you like Tom movie. Arnold? <laughs> Wait a minute. Tom we Arnold. should start the show again. <laughs> because... Well, no, we shouldn't. Tom, I wonder if I... Yeah, Tom Arnold. I like Bill Paxton more than Tom Arnold. I, 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 okay, let's go back. In high school, I thought Bill Paxton was the shit. Yeah. Because I really, my friend loved Weird Science, and we always used to quote it. And Chet's character in Weird Science was the best. Yeah. You spit this, and you're giving me a good feeling now about Bill Paxton. I thought you were just going to reveal that for all these years you've been mixing up Tom Arnold and Bill Paxton. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, people mix up Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton. Yes, they yeah. do that. And then in Terminator, he's only got that one bit. Yeah. But it's quite good in his hair. Oh, aliens. I was aliens. sitting at the bar having the same conversation. Yeah. Bill Paxton. Yeah, it's really sad he died. And uh, yeah, People. I've seen. Yeah, but I, I felt him a little overrated. And then the Twister's terrible. But then uh, then someone said to me, Aliens. I'm like, oh, yeah, Aliens is great. Mm-hmm. Aliens. And he's funny, and he's funny in it. And what, yeah. I, what I think is impressive about his character is I've seen that movie 50 times. And I know he's dying every time. And his character, he manages, like, he's a horrible guy. Like, a yeah. kind of a douchebag of a yeah. guy. But he takes this tiniest character arc. Yeah. And when he dies, I'm really upset. It's not like one of those horror movies where when someone dies and you're like, oh, that's another good kill or yeah. whatever. And so I thought that was an impressive he, he's achievement. Like, he's like a whiny little bitch. Yeah. And then, and then he becomes kind of heroic yeah. at the end. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it just made me think because people... In 2016, John Oliver did a really funny bit at the end of 2016 where he was basically just like everybody saying "F you 2016" and yeah, and but then I'm like, guys, people are gonna keep dying. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's gonna still happen. I guess you know for a second there, I, yeah, I, I, he seems like a really nice fella. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he looked he was really he great was. to work with. And but you know there was just those two times those two. Little uh, Jim Cameron's movies that he really yeah. bothered me in. And Twister, I'm really, really... I'm, and then someone was at the bar, I was like, Twister's great! It's yeah. a classic! It's the best movie about tornadoes! <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I'm like, probably. It's better than Sharknado, yes. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, but then, then we got talking about... What was that last film called again? Uh, mean, mean Dreams. Dreams. Mean Dreams. Yeah. That was great. And he's done a lot of good... 
I mean, we always hate to talk about TV stuff. He's done some really good TV stuff, yeah, too. which uh, I've not seen. A show called Big Love. Yeah, right. And there's bigger things in the world to be concerned about, but he's he's doing that Training Day TV show now, where he's playing... I don't know if it's the same character, but he's playing the Denzel Washington type character. And I always think of that, and you're like, oh, well, you guys are screwed now. Like, your star just died. I wonder if... Denzel watched that show and was crying. Yeah, he was Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, he was Sunday night crying at everything. Uh, yeah, I guess too. I was a little miffed. It was this was Oscar night. I was having this conversation with the bar, getting all miffed about all the talk about Phil Paxton when when you know David Bowie wasn't on the the death. Right. The, David Bowie was left out. Hershey Gordon Lewis. Yeah. And Prince. No, no. There was Prince someone made else. It. Prince made it. There was someone. Uh, Muhammad Ali. I thought should have been on that. Oh, he wasn't. No. And then um, so, the, but then everyone was talking about Bill Paxton. Well, because he I died like the be, day of, yeah, so yeah. it was and fresh. And so did Judge Wapner. <laughs> no one talked about Judge Wapner. How many movies did Judge Wapner? <laughs> so I, yeah, I'll give I'll give you four. Yeah, Weird Science, okay, Terminator. Yeah. What's it called again? The Me Lock, Dreams, Me Dreams, and Alien. Well, at the beginning of his career, he worked on Roger Corman movies as like a set. Yeah, that's pretty much Cameron, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, what about so a Simple Plan? Sam Raimi's movie. You see? Oh, he's great in that. That's a good movie. Him and Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like one of those sweet people in the world who don't like uh, uh, who are the, who are the brothers, the Cohen brothers. Cohen brothers, really? Not, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Cohen brothers, and I, you know, Sam Raimi. I'm a little bored of Sam Raimi. So, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a snob. And, and you also, you also don't like. Uh, Mr. Science Theater. That's right. And, and it shows that... Kevin Smith, I hate him it, too. It shows, that, it shows that two human beings can reach across yeah. the aisle and It's true, it's friends. true. It's so just like, opinions. It's just oh, opinions. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to remind people that all the time. And people get mad at me. You can't express opinions anymore without yeah. hurting people's feelings. Yeah, most people just want to talk about what they don't like about movies, and I like to talk about what I like about movies. Yeah. And often I get in the conversations with people where they're... They agree with my likes or dislikes on movies, and they think it. They they, they attack me like I really yeah. like, I like hot dogs with just ketchup. Right, and I know a lot of people think that's what well, trailer doesn't like hot dogs with just ketchup. <laughs> And people think that's trailer park trash, but you know what? I don't think you should judge me on my days, my like, my hot dog yeah. likes. Uh, uh, telephone. What do we do? Uh, take a we got to call her. It's probably Kevin Smith. They <laughs> <laughs> can turn the ringer off, but someone has to remind me to turn it back on. Yeah, we'll check that later. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to like. Can we talk about how it's not? It's not okay to like this notion that it's not okay to like La La Land and Moonlight. It, you know what that like reminds me of? La La Land's the white I like people. both those movies. Yeah, but it's like, La La Land is all about white privilege, and Moonlight is about, you know... But you know what that reminded me of? I mean, and I was, Jobs. I was, yeah, <laughs> at the end of That was a good Jimmy Kimmel joke, where he's yes. like, none of you have watched this, have you? <laughs> when I was a kid, it was, and maybe it's the same now, but music was a lot like that. You couldn't like Run DMC and Metallica. Yeah. Or when I was a bit older, right. you couldn't like... Weezer and Nirvana. And Star Wars or Star Trek. Star Wars or Star Trek. Yeah. And it's funny because Justin Timberlake did that really, I thought, really great big opening number at the Oscars. It was somewhere around Justin Timberlake land where he started doing songs with like Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. or when somebody did a cover of a Johnny Cash song or when a country artist did something with a pop artist. And then they were like, okay, you're allowed to like whatever you want. And I always think it's so silly to not be able to be like, you're allowed to like the highbrow art stuff. Yeah. And like a movie with lots of explosions. Now, Moonlight and La La Land are both highbrow art stuff. Yeah. And I haven't seen La La Land. Not according to some people. It's, it's, it's funny. I didn't know this was a thing. But I, I, I think you're talking <laughs> about like the minority. Like, it's idiots have the loudest voices a lot of the times. Right. So a lot of critics are like, 
I give it five out of five. I give it five out of five. Well, I, I read this thing in the paper, this like quote from a crit- critic where it's like, oh, it was so symbolic. All these white people getting kicked off the stage <laughs> so that the black people get. I'm like, well, you know, Moonlight had some white producers too. So. Yeah. yeah. And it was He's just. Brad Pitt. He's yeah. Caucasian, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Last time I looked. <laughs> and, and that was just like, that, that was a crazy human error that caused that very memorable end to the and Oscars. I, and I still love Warren Beatty. Yeah. And I yeah. watched Rules Don't Apply yeah. last night just because. It's a good movie. <laughs> I love well, Warren Beatty still. My, my thing is. Show my support. And I understand how it could be like in the heat of the moment you're on stage and a billion people watching you. And I don't know if I would have done this but I just was like why didn't Warren just go like I'm sorry everybody I'm not making a joke I believe I've been handed the wrong envelope. Yeah. And then people would have kind of laughed and oh god somebody would have ran out on stage give him the right envelope. There you go. Because he he. You I saw think it was something Faye, Faye Dunaway would say that. Yeah, then he sold out Faye, Faye Dunaway. <laughs> like you read I'm it. glad it happened. It was great. Yeah, because it was. I leaned forward to a guy who was sitting in front of me, a, a filmmaker friend who felt yeah. felt he want, just wanted to go make Last Call. He thought it was really yeah, long. It was. Yeah, and I and I leaned forward. and said, uh, "I could just go meet you at the bar." And 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 I felt bad. It's like this is the most boring Oscars. It is. I think in eight years that we've been doing it, it was the longest years. in ten years. It was the longest telecast yeah. in ten years. And yeah. boring. I just boring. Had, it was. Was not enjoying it at all. Kimmel but then, in one blink of an eye, it became yeah. the best Oscars <laughs> yeah. ever. Thank you, Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway. It was yeah. better than any sequel to Bonnie and Clyde they could have ever yeah. come up with. Yeah, and it made a nice thing. Everybody, I, I like. I like yeah. when the producer was like, "No, no, I want to give this to the to the yeah. you know, like, and everyone's okay." Well, and yeah, actually, before all that shit went yeah. down, I leaned forward to him and said, "Okay, this is the coolest part of the Oscars." 50 years since Bonnie and Clyde and here they are and they just as they were walking out I was blown away by that yeah, yeah. the fact that what they were what they were about to happen next would be television history yeah <laughs> I was just thrilled to see them together again and and yeah. Rules Don't Apply was really underlooked I thought one of Wade Warren Beatty's best performances of the year I can't remember the last time I saw Faye Dunaway in a movie it was probably something Muppets oriented yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and Annette Bening got snubbed this year yeah. with, with her film yeah she was yeah. great um, 20th century women the Beatty household is probably they didn't have a good weekend yeah the, the whole snub thing is always difficult though because it's, it's, again it's another example of like it doesn't really matter it might matter to some box office or some films yeah. but like I the day of I came to see the founder here and I thought Michael Keaton was great he was probably a close runner up for like actor category again but I think especially now a guy like Michael Keaton is probably not like too upset about it he's like yeah I'm gonna go do Spider-Man and you know he's fine and he's got his yeah. Golden Globe and Oscar nomination and yeah. for, so it's like it doesn't but I mean I do feel like you know, Michael Keaton started two of the best picture nominations in a row. Winners in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's oh, still true. there's something going on. There's something oh. there's something political happening while he isn't being nominated or winning yeah. in these categories. Well there's so many great he's actors. Not going to lunch with the right people. Or, oh yeah. Right. And that's the thing, it, it's 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 high school um <laughs> It's high school president. It's high he school. Probably likes hot dogs with ketchup on them. Yeah, and they heard. <laughs> That's it. Because <laughs> you can look back at so many careers of people who haven't won or yeah. won really late in their career, and it was clear that it was like a yeah. Here, here you go, John Wayne. You're old. Have an Oscar. So it's and like so many of my favorite films, and not like like I wasn't too shocked when Army of Darkness didn't get Best Picture nomination back in the day, but you know up until recently. Scorsese was snubbed. snubbed over and over again. And Alfred Hitchcock never won an Oscar. Yeah, so all kinds of greats. And, and you look at, like, like I think it's... There was some list I was looking at, and it's like, you know, movies that now are immortal. 
Fantasia or Psycho or Fight Club, a lot of them were both flops and didn't get any nominations or anything. That's like the movie we showed at Saturday Night Cinema. We 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 had a hundred people show up to Saturday Night Cinema. This is this. If you don't know, if you're listening, you don't know. Every last Saturday of the month, we do a free screening for members and members only, and we show a private uh, movie. We don't tell anyone what it is. We got about a hundred people for Saturday night. It's amazing to see. Uh, we when we showed Jackie Chan's Dragons Forever because I wanted to give an example why he deserved his Oscar mm-hmm. Sunday night, and people loved it. Oh yeah, people went crazy, and it went over so well, and it's considered a classic. But when it came out, it was oh, a yeah. big flop. Well, even who like, directed it? Sammo Hung. Sammo Hung. Yeah, yeah. Who should get an Oscar next year? Though? Yeah, yeah. It's his turn. <laughs> and, then, and then you and Biao. I buy, you know, whenever you know, the new Lego, the second wave of Lego came out this week, the Star Wars Lego. Good. So Max and I find ourselves in front of the TV after school putting together Lego, and uh, so we watched last night. Uh, around the World in 80 Days, the Jackie Chan remake. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I think is great. It's not, you know, a masterpiece or anything, but I think it's a lot of fun to watch. Huge flop. Oh, it's God, considered yeah. the biggest independent movie flop ever. Yeah. It, 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 it lost $80 million, and it's an independent movie. It is? Yeah. It was oh. It was released, I think, in the United States by, by, by 20th Century Fox, or a big studio, yeah, yeah. but it was made independently. Okay. And worldwide, it, made, it lost a ton of money. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. Why did I bring up this? Oh, Samuel Hung's in that movie. Yeah. So Samuel Hung makes a, has an appearance, and he has a great sequence and a great action scene. And I and, and I always wow at the end of that scene and how well made it is uh, in this rinky-dink little movie. That you know, so it's funny to find out. It's funny to dwell on what was a flop that was so great. There's so many great Samuel Hung movies like Eastern Condors and Millionaire's mm-hmm. Express, masterpieces. That were a big flop. He blames Jackie Chan for not being in them, for being being a flop. Well, it's even like... Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Jackie Chan wasn't in it, so it was a good job. (laughs) And there's always films that you look at an actor's resume and you're like, why did they do that? And just with Michael Keaton on the brain, there was like like Jack Frost. Like, where he plays a snowman. Have you seen that? I have seen that, uh, yeah. Ian Driscoll. Uh, the only person I've known have seen it is Ian. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like, just, just us three. Apparently it's it. hilarious. And but it, seems, <laughs> it seems like a bizarre movie to do and was a giant flop and nobody really liked it. But it's like, you never know in the moment. Because, like, that could have been the next Beetlejuice or, you know, like, Lego movie. Or, like, there's weird movies that often make yeah. money, you know. Yeah. And, and it's... And, and sometimes it's just like, you're an actor, like you're a plumber, and you're like, yeah, I got three weeks off. Yep, I'll fit that into my schedule. So like Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Escapes me. Yeah. Why that series exists still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, no, I don't think even the fans couldn't tell you. No. Name the movies in order of the release. And we're going to live in a world with ten Fast and the Furious movies. Because yeah. they, they've signed on for like a trilogy, I guess, right? So, like, oh. we're going to have ten, and probably, I think, I think, is it eight, nine, ten or next? I forget. But... They're probably all going to make a billion dollars, yeah. like worldwide, and but it's funny because like Vin Diesel, his other movies aren't doing that great. So it's something about that franchise, yeah. and when it started, it was just a, a car race movie. Like it wasn't; they didn't think it was going to be, you know, like when and, they, and I like car chase movies, yeah, but yeah. I hate those movies. <laughs> and like when they release Spider Man or Batman, the studios are kind of like, well, we're pretty sure this is going to do well. But that movie, I think, was. Not like it was just a movie, it was just oh, here's a little movie car chase movie, and how it's this insane franchise. And like the next movie has like Kurt Russell, Charlie Theron. Well, like, I, yeah, I, I was telling Andrew, and Andrew and I have a conversation about a theory I have about the new mm-hmm. Fast and Furious that after the last Fast and Furious movie came out and it made a billion dollars, 
Fury Road came out shortly after. Yeah, right. And it was a good example of how bad the Fast and Furious movie was. How to properly make an action action epic. And now it seems like the first trailer alone had so many shots that seemed like they were ripping on Fury Road so much. There's another movie. They cast, on top of that, they cast Furiosa in the movie. And I got pissed at Charlie (laughs) Theron for being in this movie. It's like she changed the pimps on me or something <laughs> without me knowing. I just she's like, eating hot dogs with uh, mustard now. It's like seeing uh, um, who plays Sala in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, John Rhys Davies. Yes, like I feel, I, I think uh, I'm pissed off. Steven Spielberg must have been that he decided to play the villain in King Solomon's Mines, oh, a yeah. ripoff yeah. of of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and seeing Charlize and Aaron in this. A ripoff of Mad Max, where the truth she's in Mad Max reminds me of that. And I said to you, it's like, you know, Richard Dreyfus wasn't in Piranha yeah. <laughs> when they ripped off Jaws, but now he's in the he latest. Was, he was in. He was in the Piranha. The movie. latest Piranha movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I can't win. I can't look <laughs> up to anyone anymore. <laughs> well, it's like I like any. I always get so frustrated when people are like, no, a movies when they defend a movie that we all know is bad. Like, and again, we like I can't. Everyone has their. If, if you're like, I really love the Transformers movies. I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. Yeah. But it's when they kind of don't like it, but still go and say, oh, I'm just turning off my brain at the door. When especially nowadays we have so many giant, huge budget blockbuster movies, whether mm. it's Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Wars, they. They don't have to be dumb. Like, they can be intelligent and... I'm going to agree with you 99%. 99%. If anyone... Uh, I talk to someone and I disagree with their opinions of movies. Uh, that's okay. I, yeah. I'll still, I can still be your friend. Yeah. But when it comes to Michael Bay movies... Yeah. <laughs> no, I just like to say that I, I think Michael Bay is kind of like the Antichrist. And yeah. it's kind of like trying to be friends with a Satan worshiper. Yeah. That, that, well, it's like when I, I leave it or a Scientologist <laughs> or a Scientologist. I love the Ninja Turtles. Back in the day, I've got Ninja Turtle tattoos, and I haven't minded the like. There was an Archie Comics version of the Ninja Turtles and a Saturday Morning Cartoons, and they're not my Ninja Turtles, but I can still look at them and go, "Yeah, that's okay." When I heard Michael Bay was involved in rebooting the Ninja Turtles, I just had this dread, this like, and I became that like, "Oh, you're you're ruining my childhood," kind of yeah. dread. But then when it came out and everybody hated it, but it still made money. And I just get so frustrated with that when stuff comes out that nobody likes and makes money. And then all these great movies don't make as much money because people don't take that little extra effort to to, to go left instead of right. And go like, oh, I'm going to go see Scott Pilgrim instead of Transformers 3. Or I'm going to go see, you know, just anything like that. And you look at the Oscar nominees too, like Moonlight. I think it's overall budget, or sorry, it's profits are like twenty or thirty million dollars, maybe. Yeah. Whereas if a if a Transformers movie made four hundred million dollars, they'd be like, oh, that's disappointing. It's so frustrating for that. And Michael Bay just he keeps rolling along, and and now he's I don't know what the next one is, like his sixth Transformer movie, and I don't even think he's trying anymore. And yeah. when I watch him, I feel like an old man because I've only seen the first two, but in the in the second one, it just starts with this fight. And there's no, like, you know, if you watch Star Trek or Star Wars or a superhero movie, you can kind of get, like, that's the bad guy, that's the good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch Hacksaw Ridge, you know what's going on. And I hear that's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> no, Oscar winner. Did you see it? Yes. I hate that movie. <laughs> the, 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 more I, the more I saw clips of Hacksaw Ridge on the Oscar night, yeah. and the more I think about Hacksaw Ridge, 
the more I'm upset by Hacksaw Ridge. Vince Vaughn is the Bill Paxton of that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true, I guess. I guess the worst thing I can say about Bill Paxton is we can use him as an adjective. Yeah. <laughs> Hacksaw Ridge, like, when I first saw it, I was like, eh, that was okay. But the more I think about it, it's like, it's this weird, it's Norman Rockwell-ism at its worst. Andrew Garfield in it just is this, like, wide-eyed, just bad American accent. I honestly just... thought after seeing him in that movie, I'd never seen him in a movie again. I said that to I, yeah. the same guy who sat in front of me at the Oscars. Yeah. And then we went home and watched the trailer for Silence, and he was in that. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy, he's going to be around, I guess. I guess I'm all <laughs> wrong about the, him in this movie. It's weird. He can't, like, because he was in the Spider-Man franchise. That didn't work out. And then he hopped over to Hacksaw Ridge, and that, I don't think, was a big hit, but he got an Oscar nomination out of it. One of our employees, Christy, her, I ran into her parents. Oh, yeah. Her mom's favorite movie of the year is Hacksaw Ridge. Uh-oh. And I forgot that. She told me how good it was, and I should go see it. And then I went to see it and hated it. When I saw her again and she asked me what I thought, I forgot we had a conversation before about how much she loved it. And I told her I hated it, and she seemed so insulted ah. by my opinion. And uh, I felt bad afterward. I, I felt like, oh, I should have just said I liked it. Just to make, <laughs> yeah. just to make it night. Um, but anyway, to go back to Moonlight, uh, Moonlight, which is playing at the Mayfair, this starts up this Friday. Yes. I think that pr- the, dis- the producer, not the producer, the distributors shot themselves in the foot because it got released on DVD on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Like, well, yeah. how, did they time- how did they not think... I guess they thought to themselves it wouldn't do well at the Oscars. Yeah. Let's release it the Tuesday after the Oscars. Do they think they're actually going to make more money the DVD release comes out then? Or if they kept it in the theater another month, it might, you know, we're yeah. going to probably do gangbusters with it this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're expecting it to be the Roman film, you know, if independent film of the weekend. Uh, but the producers went and did something really stupid and had it released on DVD and Blu-ray. Like, I don't, I don't know the stats on this at all, but what is being released on Blu-ray mean anymore? Because, like, there's some movies you think, like, Star Wars, like, the nerds want to buy it and have a copy. Right. But there's no video stores anymore, so, like, Moonlight, yeah. ten years ago, five years ago, might have been like, oh, a big rental this weekend. They had three copies of Walmart. But, but <laughs> like, I don't understand, yeah. like... What? Yeah, it used to mean, it used to mean theatrical death. Right. For, for a cinema, and especially independent theater. If it's out on Blu-ray, just take it off your list. And, yeah. You know, no point in booking it. But things are changing, yeah. There's no video stores anymore. If you wanted to go... Find the Blu-ray. You could probably go to a half a dozen places in Ottawa who might have two or three copies. I was pissed off. I went Tuesday looking for Rules Don't Apply. You only saw it on DVD, right? It's yeah. There's, I called. There's no none of the WalMarts or H or uh, sorry Best Buys in Ottawa have it on Blu-ray. It's yeah, only on available D- on DVD. Yeah. Huh. It's all yeah. And and I and I looked at. I was at Best Buy and I looked at the girl. I'm like, you're kidding me. You yeah. don't have a Blu-ray. And, and, and she goes, why? Why are you so shocked by this? I'm like, you only sell 4K DVD TVs. <laughs> yeah. So all your 4K TVs, you're offering 4K TVs, but you're only offering standard definition media. You well, know? That's why I think like, like... It's backwards. Like, I think collectors and nerds are buying Blu-rays. Yeah. But I think the middle, like, everything else is gone. Like, you know, like, the Mayfair has outlasted Rogers Video and Jumbo yeah. Video and Blockbuster. Yeah. I think most people are watching their movies on Netflix or streaming services at home. And there's not that, like, it must have gone down 75, 80% compared to, like, the, the heyday of, like, VHS time when, they, yeah. when, like, Batman comes out on VHS and, like, everybody buys it. What HMB told me that their DVD sales outranked their Blu-ray sales. Weird. Even though everyone's got an HDTV now and they're upgraded to 4K, yeah. they're still, majority of them are still buying standard definition. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. It's like, why do you have an HDTV? Go back to your tube television. Actually, I still have my tube television hooked up. I have one in the basement. I think they're worth holding on to. Yeah. If you watch a, mo- a movie on, a, on VHS 
or DVD or Laserdisc, they look great on a tube television. Yeah. But on an HD screen, especially the VHS, you can't even watch it. I want a tube TV to put to make like a basement arcade kind of thing. You know, hook up a Sega and a Nintendo to it and a VHS and be like this like retro nostalgic nerd corner in the basement kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the other, sorry. The other thing I wanted to quickly say is that once a movie comes to Blu-ray, what's the right? Yes, yes. Point. Not only is it, it the reason, kind of guess it why it's theatrical death. At one point, all the you know the, you could rent it across the street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the studio, the distributor behind the film, Moonlight, will not be plugging it anymore. So there was a time on CNN, every commercial break told you to go see Moonlight, right, in the theater. Now they're not going to go there. There'll never be that. Because those commercials stopped. They yeah. stopped pushing it for us to make money. But I think we'll, we'll, we'll I think it's worth showing this weekend. Oh, for it'll, sure, it'll do well. So that's what theatrical death kind of means. I was surprised. I was watching a, a comedy thing on the Comedy Channel and saw a commercial for. I was actually just watching it on um, online because I don't have real TV. And there was a commercial for that hockey movie we're showing coming up, which looks like a pretty dark, heavy yes. movie. Hello, Destroyer. Hello, Destroyer. So yeah, yeah there, there, there was like an ad for it on. The comedy channel. So they're, yeah, well, they're there's an ad. That. I'd love to have an ad because I'm only I'm, I couldn't even find trailers online. Yeah, yeah, it's well, even like you said, like I, I the poster I found. You said you saw one with all like reviews on it, and the one I found is just a blank poster. Yeah, well, the distributor emailed me last night, but so hopefully we'll get some new ways to promote it this weekend. It looks great. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. great, and I hope it's good. Yeah, I hope every movie is good. I hope every I hope the new Fast and Furious movie is going to be good when we see it, but it's yeah. not going to be. It's going to suck <laughs> it like, and make me angry. <laughs> I am so. It's funny. Is it like. A movie has to be really bad, like really bad for me not to like it, because I always... Find something. Yeah, like I'll, I'll give what, a, a movie that somebody else will give one star, I'll be the kind of person, I'd be a horrible critic, because I'd be like, ah, oh, they try, uh, three stars. You that, know? That, like, that's, that's me <laughs> in Around the World in 80 Days. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a good movie? Probably not. I can't tell. I still like it. Because yeah. I'll see like a bad movie, and if it has like a couple of good scenes, or you know, some cool effects, or whatever, I got, like... Going back to Hacksaw Ridge, I honestly think that's like the worst film I saw in the theater in the last few months, because I stay away from bad things or at least find something to like about something. I think it's this year's Uh, mostly positive. But it must have sounded great. The thing is, really? Uh, (laughs) I never... Or the sound editing. (laughs) Oh, it won an Oscar there too, right? Yeah. Oh my God. It didn't win, but it's this year's Crash for me now where I look at the other nominees and I haven't seen a couple of them, but for the most part I'm like, yeah, I think that's a pretty good Oscar list. It kind of did what Furiosa, uh, Road Warrior did last, sorry, Fury Road did last year, right? It won yeah. all these Oscars and kind of stood out from the crowd a little bit with a few, a few little Oscars that it yeah. didn't deserve. Although Fury Road deserved every Oscar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the and I don't know why they don't just give ten every year. Like, but they gave nine again this year. I think last year was nine or so eight. What did or they leave off? Like, I'm always like, just the whole point of Oscars, and I didn't realize this till like I listened to another podcast about it. They were saying like, really, it's it's publicity and yeah. it gets the word out. It's like free advertising for their industry for like four hours on a. They on, say you know, well, the odds are now, except for Moonlight was released on Blu-ray this week. Yeah, a movie theatrically is supposed to make fifty percent more. Right. Once it wins an Oscar. Yeah. But they 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 shit the bed on that one by releasing on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. The same week, but yeah, the Oscars is supposed to increase. Revenue, so give, quite give 10 every year because they say like it, I don't know how long this is but 4 or 5 years they've been doing this like more best picture nominees yeah. but it's usually stuff that is a bit more mainstream or a bit more like it, it's you know Toy Story 3 which I think was great but it never would have probably made like the top 5 
of and and so films like that or even even Mad Max probably wouldn't have made the top five. Hidden Figures is the only Oscar film I haven't seen. Right. And we're finally getting it. Yes. Uh, March 10th. March 10th. Probably because it didn't win any Oscars. Yeah. And I saw I was thinking, oh, maybe La La Land would be available for us too now since uh, yeah. it lost. But that'll come sooner than... Well, what, what's good for the Mayfair right now, honestly, what's good for the Mayfair is Logan's coming out, and followed by King Kong, right. followed by Ghost in the Shell. And all those big tentpole movies that we're never going to show here right. are going to force out La La Land... And, yeah, and, and into the Mayfair because they're they're gonna have Logan on six screens. And, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need to. Well, even sometimes, like a movie will will flop, and then yeah. we'll get it and do really well. And the the movie I always remember because it's one of my favorite movies was uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, where Scott Pilgrim just just died in the box office when it came out. Yeah, and we screened it for like two nights, and I remember the first night we screened, it was packed in here. Was it a flop? It was yes. a, it was a flop in like the multiplexes, yeah. big flop. And then and it's and it's kind of reason where sometimes with the Hollywood mainstream, I'm like, good for you, because Edgar Wright keeps making flops, and they yeah. keep letting him come back because these movies are so good. But John Waters, that's not the case with John. Oh, Waters. John Waters, I think Why? he's done. It sounds like he's done. I'm so sad. Like, I don't think he's even trying right now. I wish. What do you mean with movies? Yeah, he's got a new book coming out. That's he's good. Doing, yeah. He yeah. doesn't. The, he doesn't. The risk is like you can't raise five million dollars. I can't. You can't make these little five million dollar movies anymore. Yeah, yeah. it either has to be like thirty million or higher. Yeah. So you might see Michael Bay should start writing books. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. If he can read, I don't know if he can. Read. <laughs> oh, and, and, and so um, a comedian I really like named T.J. Miller, uh, and last year was kind of a big breakthrough for him because he's on the show Silicon Valley. And he was in Big Hero 6 as one of the voices. And he was in the, the Marky Mark Transformers movie. Yeah. The, the the podcast guy, the comedian I listened to, Doug Loves Movies, he said, well, I'm going to spoil this, so stop listening if you care about Transformers. But he goes, TJ dies relatively early. And he said he got up after TJ died and just left the theater. TJ was on talking about it. And Michael Bay is as big of a monster as we all think he is. We're just, just yelling at crew members and, and pushing people around and being like, TJ, you're, you're funny. You're the comedian. Be funny. And he's like, well, I have a script. It's not right, you know. And so that makes me more sad, too, when you hear, you know, you hear nice things about your Tom Hanks's or whatever, where no matter how big they are, they're still nice to everybody. And you hear Michael Bay, oh, he's a cliche, horrible Hollywood director and a bazillionaire and can do whatever he wants. And that makes me even more angry. <laughs> yeah, it suits him well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but we need. I sometimes think we need people like Michael Bay. I said that to my son, <laughs> yeah. just, so we can point to what's good. <laughs> yeah, and say, hey, there's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> what's that from? Scarface. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's funny. Are we are we recording a podcast? Or podcast right now. It's, just, oh, it's nice to be able to just chat about movies. Well, Do you have anything that should we? We should. But I was going to say, like, uh, on our. On our shoulders now is our last podcast where we did this, and this is what has inspired oh. me to do this. Oh, was like our highest rated, and everyone yeah. liked it, and everything. So I think now we just come in and, and chat, tra- trash Michael yeah. Bay for yeah. forty five minutes, oh, and, then, that, and, then, and then at the end go, oh, and come see these movies. I don't have to be paid to do that. No, yeah, that works <laughs> as well. But yeah, we, we did mention Moonlight, which uh, I have seen and, and really loved. Oh, Patterson and Patterson, which we talked about last which week. Is great, yeah, um, so probably yeah. the best film of two thousand seventeen. Would you yeah. say? Yeah. From Jim Jarmusch, who I think is, for me, a perfect filmmaker. I don't think he's any ever done anything that I don't yeah. like. Yeah. 
so yeah, Patterson coming up, Moonlight. Uh, you should have made movie, more movies of Bill Paxton. <laughs> Just to please you. Uh, the Salesman, which won for Best Foreign yes. Film. Yes. Uh, and then Tony Tony Erdman, which was nominated for Best Foreign Film. Apparently that's hilarious. We came to see, a couple of friends and I came to see XX last night, and there was a trailer for, here at the Mayfair, for The Lure and Ooh. Tony Erdman. And both of them are just like, what is happening? Like, I don't know. Like, the, the trailer for The Lure, burlesque girls and mermaids and yeah. kind of monsters. And, and boobies. And it looked goofy but yeah. scary. And then Tony Erdman, you kind of watch the trailer, and I, I admit I don't think it's a great trailer because you're like, I don't understand what this movie is. And you look yeah. at the poster, and you're like, wait, what's going on in the poster? <laughs> but it's a good week because we have two Oscar winners, an Oscar nominee, and then Jim Jarmusch, who's a, a, you know, a smaller festival darling. He's always at the Independent Spirit Awards and Sundances and that kind of thing. And uh, what was the tie-in? You're saying, is this in like the Jim Jarmusch Universe. Well, we were well. It's just at the end of the movie, there's a character introduced at a park bench. Okay. And a, a, a Japanese actor who was very young when he made Strangers in Paris. Oh, sorry, Mystery, Mystery Train. Train. He was really young in that. Yeah. Holy moly! I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy from Mystery Train. And I was like, and I looked at him in Mystery Train. Well, how, he's not even recognizable. He looks yeah. like a teenager. Uh, he probably anyway, was. Anyway, it's just. At, have you seen Patterson yet? No, I can't come see it. The guy's got bandages on his finger, and I thought to myself, hmm, oh. I want to watch Mr. Train again to see yeah, something did. happens to his hand, because I thought maybe there might have been something backstory about his bandages on his hand and him being from Mystery Chain, but yeah. maybe not. Huh? I've seen every Jim Jarmusch movie. Yeah. The last film was a documentary, and the film before that was a vampire movie. But this oh, feels yeah. like, for the first time in a long time, and I like those movies, but this feels like the first time in a long time He's it's in the in his universe. It Down feels by like law, stranger it bird. doesn't need an opening credit sequence. You could tell yeah. from the opening frame who made this movie. Mm-hmm. You can tell from the pacing. It feels like Jim. It feels like yeah, Night on Earth and all those yeah. movies he made. Yeah, that we loved in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, so that's that's a must see. I love stuff like that because I I think it's because growing up on comic books, I love continuities and I love crossovers and little things. And it's like remember in Out of Sight. Michael Keaton shows up in a cameo as the same character from, from Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yeah, this, so it's, it's, it's this Jennifer Lo- Lopez movie. Yeah, with, with I was just talking about this two minutes ago. Yeah, but I, I love little things like that, where like little kind of kind of crossovers of, of, of putting together yeah. the universes, yeah, of, yeah. Of things like that. That is cool. I guess it reminds you of a comic book. It does. Yeah, <laughs> or, or Quentin Tarantino, where he's yeah. like, I haven't read in depth on this, but evidently, like the whole damn thing's connected. Like, there's characters from. Hateful Eight that oh, are connected to right. Pulp Fiction and yeah. and Pulp Fiction characters connected to you know his his uh, Four Rooms short film or something yeah. like that yeah like and that's why they keep on saying that he could have had I mean because he jumps around in time too like John Travolta could show up again in another movie as yeah. the same well maybe he can't now because he's older and crazier well, he's but good he's got good <laughs> good hair on him <laughs> I can't stop looking at his hairline when I see him in movies he was in a pretty good movie Violence Valley of the Violence yeah in the Valley of Violence that's the a Ty good West one movie? yeah that was oh, good and, yeah. and then what was the other movie I Am made? Wrath yeah I like that <laughs> but his hairline is so bad now Lou Ferrigno's making an oh, I Am I can't wait <laughs> Instant Death Instant oh Death oh my god that's the best trailer I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Lou Ferrigno is now doing a John Wick type movie oh yeah it looks like yeah it's 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 death wish with the style of john wick yeah yeah it looks it's ridiculously good <laughs> I would, i'd love to show it sunday cinema <laughs> i have lou Frigno here isn't he just like isn't he like 
75 years old, though? Well, if you look at the poster, on the poster for this movie, Vincent Death, he looks like he's... 28. Right. <laughs> I don't know where they... I guess that's... I think he's like 63 Is he really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, he, you know... He, oh, yeah. Josh is now looking... Yeah, looking at the Instant podcast. Death poster. <laughs> yeah, watch the in, in, Instant Death trailer. It's, we'll get to edit the Mayfair. It'll be an eight-week run. It's just <laughs> like Manchester it's, by it's, the sea. It's, micro, it's the death you can put in the microwave. Micro-death. It only takes like a couple minutes. Yeah. 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 The movie's only four minutes long. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> Oh, oh god! That's my, the sound of my we- wedding ring. <laughs> so wedding ring just my wedding, my finger. wedding wing. I had a hard time saying wedding wing because <laughs> I was thinking of Lou Ferrigno instead. That I saw Lou Ferrigno be a giant D grade celebrity jerk at San Diego Comic Con because oh. he was signing like autographs and stuff, and there was a crowd signing out, and there was a mum like twenty feet away, and she just was like to her son was like, "Oh, that's he played the Incredible Hulk when I was a kid." And she just, just nonchalantly kind of took a picture, oh. and he saw it, like Spidey senses, he saw it, and he stood up and pointed at her, and he yelled at her, and he's like, no pictures, no pictures, you gotta give me $20 now. And she was all flustered, because she was just like like a normal person, not yeah. a nerd, and she didn't know what to do, and she's all like freaked <laughs> out, and he's like yelling at her, and I'm like, Lou, come on, really? Like, that's clearly a normal person who just took a picture of you, be nice, you, yeah. you got a lineup of 400 people paying you 20 bucks a shot now, like... I did that with Crispin Glover before he came oh, to the I was just there. thinking that. I took a picture of Crispin Glover. And he looked like... And in the picture, yeah. Attack you. He looks <laughs> like he wants to kill me with his eyes. Oh. Now we're friends. Now yes, like he, yes. I can text him and be open, but I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, they sat there, they sit there, they charge for their pictures. Yeah. And sometimes people who don't realize, you know, what they're there for. Yeah. Like me. Uh, yeah. I just listened to a podcast... Highly recommended called I Was There Too, where he talks to people who are kind of on the outskirts of film history. Yeah. And they interviewed the guy who replaced Crispin in Back to Future 2. Uh, and it's a very interesting story where he was just like, he started as like his like double. Like he thought he was going in to be his like photo double. Yeah. And then he got this job and he was like directed to kind of impersonate Crispin Glover. So not just take over the role like when, when Don Cheadle was in Iron Man 2. Like he wasn't yeah. impersonating the other actor. Just very interesting story of how Crispin was difficult. On, depending on your point of view, he's a Crispin is either difficult on the set or everyone loved him. But when he came on, people were kind of not too upset about Crispin not being there anymore. But Crispin did win a settlement out of court for money because they were impersonating him. Very interesting. Yeah. Like, and, and you watch Back to the Future too. And if you're not paying attention, you're like, oh, that's Crispin Glover. They hung him upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did that once. I hung him upside yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> so no one would really recognize him to get him out of here. <laughs> That'll be his next appearance at the Mayfair. He'll do his poetry reading hanging upside down. <laughs> well, yes, he'll, he'll have to finish his film first. And oh, I, I can't wait. Getting close to it. You know, another ten years, we'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we should wrap up, because I think Lee has to get out of here. It's about five minutes to noon, and you have to go do other things. I have a lot of Lou Ferrigno movies to go on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so thanks for listening everybody uh, check out the Mayfair website for our listings uh, go visit our friends at House of Targ check us out elsewhere on Twitter and Facebook and Patterson's a must see Patterson come Don't see Patterson, Patterson. And link over to Audible via our website to get a free book if you want to do that yeah as well. the uh, Lou Ferrigno Lou <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week you think he's gonna listen <laughs> instant <Yeah. Lou. laughs> hashtag okay sorry let's get out of here